So sometimes things just occur in curious ways. And it's my responsibility as your loyal podcaster to put these ideas out in a somewhat curious, almost distracted fashion. My wife and I celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary just this week past, and we had some plans to go on holiday, which obviously now are cancelled. So we mutually decided to use the money that we were going to use to go on holiday to buy each other somewhat frivolous items in the time of COVID-19. Being a traditionalist, I bought my wife some diamond earrings and a diamond necklace, because actually currently you can buy jewellery remarkably cheaply, particularly with businesses that are going out of business, or at least closing a lot of their stores or what have you. So I got a particularly good deal for the earrings and necklace. And in contrast, (laughs) my wife purchased seven medals from Lieutenant General Charles Joseph Pierre Pletniks. Now, if you've never heard of Pletniks, it's because you probably aren't familiar with Belgian independence in the 1850s. He served at Waterloo and was awarded a medal for capturing a cannon at Waterloo. He was 18 at the time. You can work out from his birthday, 1797, 1815. So he was a young man at Waterloo who became decorated from that. And his autobiography is actually available online. Now, it's in French, so I'm machine translating it from French. But I've spent an evening reading about various episodes of this fellow's life. And it really is very extraordinary to now want to know the history associated with this particular person. And there's various political intrigue, and obviously there's a lot of military history as well. He was involved in the Franco-Russian War as well, um, a variety of different conflicts. And, you know, the, the military decorations, I think, are maybe four of the seven. The three are civilian decorations, orders of, you know, various things that he did in civilian life as well. So I'm early in researching this fellow's history. And I need to point out the medals are coming from the UK as well. So I haven't yet received these medals. But they strike me, the whole thing strikes me as a really fascinating window into a life, a time, a period that I'm precursorily familiar with, but just don't have the level of intimacy. It's funny because I'm reading currently The Fall of the Third Republic, which is William L. Shearer's account of the failure of the French in the invasion, the German invasion of France at the start of the Second World War. And through that, there's a long discussion associated with the role that Leopold played. I would assume he's Leopold III. And Pletniks deals with Leopold I, the first king of Belgium. I'm pretty sure Leopold III in the Second World War. Anyway, so, you know, there's this little link with, you know, this fellow's establishment of the first king and what the Belgians went on to become as, you know, what happened in the Second World War. So it's an interesting history to read. A lot of his autobiography is either military or political intrigue. There's small amounts of intimacy, but really I'm only, I don't know, a fifth of the way through translating it. I'm translating it backwards. So 
Um, it's interesting. I'm kind of reading the concluding parts of it. And I I did the first few pages initially. So, you know, all the stuff associated with his birth and how he got interested in military matters and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's interesting just to completely remove yourself from what is going on currently and to put yourself in this historical frame of mind. And it's interesting because I've always felt really curious about military artifacts. I have a small collection of military artifacts, or actually my photos of Nuremberg, uh, the Nuremberg trials, are really probably the largest part of that. I have a, what's called a Yitzko book, which is an account of one of many villages in Eastern Europe, how the Nazis and the pre-Nazis, the, you know, the nationalists, did stuff initially and how they basically eliminated the Jewish populations. But it's each of these books is an account of a particular village. And I have one of these villages. I donated a bunch of uh, money to have these things translated to English a while back and just picked up one of these books in the process. I've got a few curious uh, Nazi newspapers, mainly the intellectual ones, not the, you know, Der Stürmer. <laughs> but um, I think I've got a couple of, Goebbels's papers, um, but mainly academic intelligentsia of the Third Reich. That's something that's always interested me. Very curious. I don't know if there's an equivalent magazine in in English language, but very almost like a, a, imagine a Nazi Germany National Geographic. It's like that, but more more elitist, I guess, more associated with intellectual discourse. So I have half a dozen of those as well. They're called 20th Century. That's actually the name of the magazine. And I can't remember how I found 20th Century. I think it might have been one of my readings in the Second World War indicated that there was this magazine called 20th Century that was very important. I don't think it was associated with... Uh, it might have been associated with Rosenberg. I think maybe he had, had published in it. So maybe in a biography of Rosenberg... I heard about 20th century. So, like I said, I have some 20th century. I have some of um, Goebbels's newspaper. I have a broken piece of Der Stürmer, but, you know, one has to have that. And I have a bunch of Nuremberg photos. I have a Italian transit document in the Second World War as well for an Italian businessman moving through Germany. And there are various other bits and pieces that I see, but I haven't actually, I have no interest in. And I've got a bunch of airplane bits on my wall and also a bunch of uh, declassified photos, particularly when the British first got their hands on actual uh, V2s, the rockets, the photographs from that. And I have one photograph, which is an Allied photograph of Allied planes flying with German planes over English cities. I think it's, um, it's a southern city uh, in England. So I have these little snippets, and I've got various Jewish artifacts. But these metals are completely and utterly removed from this thing. And I'm very careful, particularly, you know, a lot of the Second World War stuff immediately is classified and flagged in a negative light. I have an uncle who uh, is Jewish and a collector of Nazi militaria. And that stuff was always kind of irked me slightly. So... I was really pleasantly surprised, actually, by my wife's selection here, with the view that these were... I'm not really into Napoleonics. That whole period just strikes me as very dandy for a bit of time. 
it's a little bit too, you know, just not really military as I see it, the whole, you know, rows and rows of troops kind of moving forward and getting mown down, which lends itself in part to certain aspects of, you know, the American Civil War and uh, the Boer War and the First World War. But the Napoleonic period just strikes me as very curious. But I should point out, Pletniks was a hussar, so he was on horseback with a sword, captured the cannon on horseback with a sword. So this is my escape currently, translating this fellow's autobiography. And it's completely contrary to a wide variety of other things that I've got going on currently. But I actually really like that. That's important currently.